I'm very happy to say, uh, the member for South Coast and the Minister for Local Government, Shelley Hancock. Good morning, Shelley. Good morning, Marcus. How are you? I'm well. Nice to talk to you. Um, Look, uh, before we get down into the nitty-gritty, I'm sure you've got a a beaming smile seeing so many uh, people coming down to your neck of the woods now that regional New South Wales is open. I sure am. I mean, just the, the morning of the opening, after the opening for the regions from Sydney, the traffic was gridlocked southbound from Berry to somewhere, maybe Jervis Bay Road, and I mean yeah. gridlocked. I drove out to come back up to Parliament that day, and I was northbound, and every second vehicle was a caravan or a boat or a kayak or a trailer of some sort. It was unbelievable. What made me happy, traffic never makes me happy. I'm not used to it. <laughs> it beautiful Shoalhaven, but... What made me happy about that is because I knew the businesses that had suffered so much in the Shoalhaven, tourism-based businesses, yeah. um, that these people were heading for their businesses, for their caravan parks, for their hotels, for their restaurants. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's just been brilliant, unbelievable, the, the turnaround in what really was a pretty gloomy few months, many months in Shoalhaven and last year as well. Well, that's so, right. Yeah, that made me happy. Yeah. Well, to the government's credit, uh, uh, the investment of more than $8 million to accelerate the recovery of the New South Wales visitor economy as the state reopens. Yeah. I mean, that's been wonderful more than ever. Yeah. You say, and I agree, the South Coast needs support. Our tourism operators have been dealt consecutive years of hardship, and you were delighted yeah. to see this funding. Oh, absolutely. Any funding that's delivered to the regions for these kind of visitor economies is so important because they've lost so much. So we need to revive those economies. Um, look, South Coast, if anybody's been there, they know it's the most beautiful part of the, the, the state, if not the country, and maybe I'm biased, but it's a beautiful natural environment. We've absolutely. Clean, yeah, it is. Clean beaches and, um, you know, it, it is just one of those remarkable places in New South Wales. And I know a lot of people head to the North Coast I'm trying to get a bit, you know, quizzical about that. I think right people coming to the South Coast. But, of course, I think they've discovered it big time. They want to live there now. They want to work from home there. Housing stock and housing availability is a problem. Mm. So it's very difficult to buy a house that's less than a million dollars now, and that wasn't always the case. Rent for properties, very scarce. So, yeah, the desire is to, to live there, Marcus, and there are some on the economy in that sense. Well, just on that, you said many people are looking for a, you know, a, a, either a sea change or a tree change in regional yeah. New South Wales, um, and uh, particularly in your neck of the woods down south. Why wouldn't you want to live in Huskisson? Gorgeous. Yeah. But uh, look, at least half of all Australia's population growth should be in the regions under a bold push from the federal nationals to leverage the enormous movement of people from cities to the country during the pandemic. I know that uh, regionalisation Minister Bridget McKenzie will today argue the federal government must focus on making it easier for people to live and work outside major cities. Is this something that you would support? Absolutely. I agree with her too. And I have to say to that, I think it's already happening. You know, we've already decentralised some of our agency at a state level. So we now have my agency, the Office of Local Government, in Nowra. Uh, we have fisheries in Nara decentralising out of the cities. So we're, we're already doing that. But we're also constrained, being a coastal area, uh, by employment lands and the lack of, say, industrial areas. We call employment lands now. Because, you know, if you find some area, the council's really done some great work here identifying potential employment lands and zoning them as such, they're constrained by Biodiversity Conservation Act or the red tape around planning 
it sometimes takes 10 years, if at all, to deliver and roll out these areas of land for employment and right. industry. Okay. So, just want to um, move on to the issue of local government, local councils. We've got elections that aren't too far away. Uh, Hallelujah, Marcus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Finally. <laughs> now, um, a couple of things. I'm yeah. hearing of a lot of um, disappointment and frustration with Hilltops Council, um, yeah. mainly because they've accrued a, a large debt, of which I can't quite understand why, considering it's only a fairly small regional council. And on top of that, obviously, uh, local ratepayers are concerned that they're going to be asked to foot the bill with ever-increasing yearly rate rises. What's happening with Hilltops? Look, Hilltops is a council of concern to the Office of Local Government and we continue to monitor that. That's what the Office of Local Government do and then report back to me on a monthly basis to, to report on some of these councils of concern. Now, the problem is with some of those councils like Hilltop, like Salthaven as well, they've gone through drought and they've gone through bushfire and they've gone through COVID um, and successive years of really difficult events have meant that the council's uh, I guess finances have been under under pressure. And I know my own council is under pressure. They've done a mighty job. But really, uh, Hilltops is one of those councils that needs our assistance. We are assisting. Um, you know, they tend to be late with some of their financial statements. We've given them extension on that this year. Sure. Will, the, the, you know, statements have to go and the audited by the Auditor General. Mm. Uh, they have to be accountable to their communities. And so... I'm concerned about Hilltops, but not overly concerned. I think that they can overcome these issues. I really do. They've got some great infrastructure in the Hilltops Council after the demerger process. Yeah. You know, they've got a new swimming pool, and I think, and a new tennis complex, uh, Hilltops tennis complex. So that they've done really well, but they got a lot of money from the demerger process. I think $18 million from stronger communities and seven from $7 million from the new council implementation fund. So sure. there are lots of councils who were demerged in 2016 who sort of sit back sometimes. I'm not saying Hilltops don't do would say, oh, it's all about the demerger process that we're suffering financially. Um, well, you look at a council like Northern Beaches and they've really taken advantage of the efficiencies of demergers offered them. And, and a council, I was only there last week, St. George's, St. George's River. Uh, some of the wonderful projects they're rolling out in partnership with the state government that the staff told me on the day they couldn't have delivered if it was just one of the singular councils okay. that actually were in existence at the time before 2016. They say, we can do big projects now. We've got a bigger council, two merged councils, uh, Herstal and Cobra, and uh, Rockdale, yes, Cobra. And now they can really undertake the projects that I saw just a couple of weeks ago. So they can do great things. Um, but they've got to not sit back. They've got to ask for help as they need it. OLG is always there, the Office of Local Government. Right. Uh, we've got outreach offices to all local councils if, they, if they're in trouble. All right. Well, I want to uh, talk to you in a, a couple of weeks as we get closer uh, sure. to the local government elections. They're coming up on the 4th of December. Yeah. Sure. Yes, we'll talk again because um, it's going to be quite a different election. Yep. It's going to be COVID safe because, of course, in democracy... Can't disallow the unvaccinated to vote. Yep. We will be voting. Yep. So we'll be going back to mask wearing, social distancing, not going back to it because we still have masks in, in places. Sure. But inside, it will be regular cleaning, it will be wiping down, okay. it'll be single use, all of those sorts of things. So it'll be very different.
No, absolutely. And we need to uh, get this one out of the way because there's a big one coming next year, a federal election. Shelley Hancock, good to talk to you. We'll catch up again soon. Uh, We'll we'll chat before uh, we we vote in our local government elections on the 4th of December. Thank you for your time. We will, Marcus. Thank you. Bye. Local Government Minister of New South Wales, Shelley Hancock.